<clears throat> the first thing that we see there is um, Joseph discovered that she was uh, pregnant before the angel spoke to him. So I think that speaks of Joseph's character. He was chosen as Mary was chosen. And you know, a lot of times I think in the world, men are looking for respect and this was in essence a betrayal. Yeah. And so even though it was that betrayal, that he was a just man. Mm -hmm. He was a, a favored man you know, before the Lord. And so once, you know, he, he was going to stay faithful to her, he wasn't going to make a public example out of her. Then the angel came to him, you know, to, to yeah. confirm that. Because he had already made that decision before the angel even came. Yes. Hey there, friends. Welcome to A Whole Latte Life to Live, the podcast that takes you on a journey through life's most pivotal moments, those crossroads that redefine our path, our dreams, and our faith. I'm Janice Rogers, a fellow traveler, and your guide on this extraordinary expedition. Picture this, an empty nest, shedding over 75 pounds, and rediscovering purpose amidst it all. My journey has been a tapestry of transformation, woven by God's love and guidance. From the nostalgic echoes of an empty home to the vibrant rhythm of a healthier me, I've learned that life's crossroads are like intersections of destiny, where God's purpose meets our steps. Join me and some incredible guests as we dive deep into stories of triumph, resilience, and rebirth. We'll discover how these crossroads are opportunities for us to embrace change, deepen our faith, and uncover the stunning mosaic of God's plan for our lives. So pour yourself a comforting latte. For me, that's a chai latte with oat milk. Ice, please. Find a cozy spot and let's embark on this journey together. This podcast isn't just about listening. It's about experiencing the joy, the tears, and the miracles that Crossroads bring. So get ready to laugh, cry, and be inspired. A Whole Latte Life to Live isn't just a podcast. It's a sacred space where we connect, heal, and find purpose in each moment with God as our constant guide. Stay tuned for stories that will touch your heart, wisdom that will light your path, and conversations that will remind you that your journey matters. Because together, my friends, we have a whole latte life to live, and it's going to be one amazing adventure. Welcome to A Whole Latte Life to Live. I'm Janice Rogers, and I can't wait to journey with you. Hey guys, welcome to A Whole Latte Life to Live. I'm Janice Rogers and I am your host and I have a special guest with us today, my hubby hubs, uh, Philip. And so the thing about me and Philip, I ask him the most random Bible questions in the mornings when I'm reading and he's very kind to like help me think them out and we talk them out. And so I thought it would be interesting to bring him on because last week we talked about Mary and about her submission to the Holy Spirit and to God and the fact that um, the angel called her favored one, which means she had a relationship with God pre-Jesus that God 
favored and loved and was proud of her. And he really chose her out of all the women. And so today we're going to talk about Joseph. And so there's not, Joseph is only mentioned a few times in the Bible. He's mentioned before Jesus was born. Then when um, they went to Bethlehem and Jesus was born. And then um, at the temple, when Jesus decided to stay and they had to go back, that's the only times, right? That what you got to. So I'm going to read the first one um, is in Matthew 1, verse 18. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother, Mary, had been engaged to Joseph, it, would it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angels had commanded him. He married her, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. So Jesus was Joseph's firstborn son. He really took that um, mantle upon himself of being the father, because, I mean, Y'all know when you're growing up, especially boys, they like to be around their father. And we can tell because Jesus became a carpenter that they probably had a very, very close relationship and um, were really, you know, they liked the same things. And so I feel like Joseph, um, like Mary, she was favored. I, I think Joseph was favored as well and that Joseph had a relationship with God. So what do you think? Yeah, I think so, because um, <clears throat> the first thing we see there is um, Joseph discovered that she was uh, pregnant before the angel spoke to him. So I think that speaks of Joseph's character. He was chosen as Mary was chosen. And, you know, a lot of times I think in the world, men are looking for respect. And this was, in essence, a betrayal. Yeah. And so even though it was that betrayal, that he was a just man. Mm -hmm. He was a, a favored man, you know, before the Lord. And so once, you know, he he was going to stay faithful to her, he wasn't going to make a public example out of her. Then the angel came to him, you know, to, to yeah. confirm that. Because he had already made that decision before the angel even came. Yes. So that, that says a lot about his character, yes. Um, so I find it kind of sad that we don't hear more about Joseph in the Bible. Right. But... Yeah, we just hear a few things about Joseph. We don't hear a whole lot about it. You know, uh, one of the, there might be another, but the last one that I remember, uh, specifically is when they had gone with the family, uh, into the city, I think. And so they were coming home and Jesus stayed behind. Uh, and he was 12 years old, they had gone a day's journey or so, and then they returned. And 
and he was in the, the temple probably teaching the scribes and the Pharisees and so forth. And, and when they approached him, he said, I'm about my father's business, right? And so kind of what Cord strikes with me is John the Baptist, we know very well, said, I must decrease so that Jesus can increase mm -hmm. and made that black public. But I think Joseph had to decrease so that God could increase. Yes. And we talked about the fact that you can tell probably most likely through the scriptures that Joseph was not alive when Christ was doing his ministry. And so we talked about that, that kind of thing being Joseph had to decrease so that Christ could grow up and do what his father, his other father, his heavenly father had called him to do. And I think, um, you know, I was reading uh, some, I was trying to figure out how old people really live to then. And so they said if he died in his 40s, which would have been about the time Jesus was probably in his 20s, that um, early 20s, that was normal. That wasn't uncommon for them only to live to that amount. So um, the fact that he lived, we know Joseph lived long enough to share his vocation with Jesus. So I would say that would be at least late teens, early 20s. Um, and then Jesus, you can tell he was the one that took care of Mary because he was with Mary, you know, at the uh, wedding, the Feast of Cana. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where he did his first um, miracle. And then at the crucifixion, he asked John to take care of Mary. So if Joseph had been alive, he wouldn't have had to do that. So we know that he had that kind of relationship. So the other place I found him, which doesn't say much, but um, it's talking about when they went for the census um, in Luke 2, verse 4, it says, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So this, what stood out to me, was that he, which we know, if we go back, but he was from the house of David. Right. So he had strong religious background in that sense as well. And then the other place that we found in Luke, Luke um, 2, 41, every year his parents, which is talking about Jesus's parents, traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. And after those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. 
And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. So they were parents. So they um, had all the parental feelings, you know, we've all been somewhere with our kids and they decide they want to like go hide in the mm -hmm. rack at Walmart and you can't find them and that feeling. So they had that feeling, but it was for three days and you know, they had to be a little ticked as parents. Yeah. And you know, I think for me, that's kind of a, a transition point because Mary says your father and I have been worried about you. And then Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. So Mary is talking about Joseph, the father. Jesus is talking about God, the father. Yeah. And I think, I think maybe there's a transition going on there. Yeah. I would say that that's probably a transition point for sure. That, and then um, another transition point would be when he did his first miracle um, yeah. at the yeah. wedding. So I, and it says that they did not understand what he said to them. I, I wonder if, I mean, I would say he got in trouble. Jesus probably got in trouble in, you know, our, you know, parents there, we kind of like fly off sometimes and they may have, but I think God also gave them the grace to understand that, Hey, your son's different. And there's a lot maybe that you don't understand. I mean, obviously there's more things uh, than just in the scripture, right? We, we just get the snapshot in the scripture. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that he got like spanked, but certainly, you know, when, when Mary says, you know, we're worried about you, why did you cause us this, this, you know, sorrow, right? There, there is some scolding there. Yeah, for sure. So I just admire Joseph in the fact that he I really feel like he stepped up and you know when you're raised by somebody you take on their qualities and I think he even probably took on some qualities of Mary and Joseph and I think that which is funny and weird to think about but Jesus taught them as well they taught each other and maybe they never really truly got it because you know that song Mary did you know she knew he was the child of God, okay? I don't think she realized the ramifications of that. I don't think she realized the hugeness of that, but she knew. And I think Joseph knew as well. And I think he gave him all of the affection that, an, they, that you need from your earthly father for him to move to the next level. Because uh, Joseph was a carpenter, and, and Jesus was a carpenter, so he no doubt um, worked with him and learned from him, mm -hmm. was coached and guided from him. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's you know, lots of um, great people of faith, men of faith in the Bible. Um, Joseph 
seemingly doesn't get a lot of love. No, he doesn't. But, but he was a mighty man of God. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, they were parents just like we we are. I mean, they gave birth or Mary gave birth to the son of God, but they still had those parental feelings. And Jesus still knew. I mean, he was still he was subject to them as he was a child. He had to have been because that's just how humans grow up. And he was being he stepped into that. Now, if they'd told him to do something against God, that would have been a different thing. But they were both very devout followers of God. That's why they were chosen. They were chosen for a reason. Right. So I want you to think about what reason are you chosen? What? We are all chosen. God has chosen each one of us for a specific purpose on this earth. And sometimes we forget that. Because it's so easy to get caught up in just living the day to day and just trying to make it, especially this time of year. This time of year is hard. You've got presents to buy. You've got things to do. If you have small children, you have 150 different activities that you have to show up for. And I remember those days and they're hard. But let me tell you this. You also will miss those days. Um, Philip and I, we have three beautiful, awesome adult children were kind of amazed how they turned out because we, you know, we just did our best <laughs> pretty much. And I'm just thankful for them. And I'm thankful for Philip and the kind of man that he is. And I know that Jesus was thankful for Joseph and for his direction as well. So I just want y'all to just take into your heart, Mary and Joseph, and there's the submission and the obedience that they had to have before God for him to choose them, first of all, but for them to continue on. This was not an easy journey for them. They, you know, there wasn't anywhere to live or to go. And this was not a Motel 6. This is like somebody's house that there wasn't room for them to stay in. And then they had to travel again. And then Jesus like disappears I mean, there was things they did apparently things. And I think we don't give them enough credit for the walk that they had with God. And so that's what I wanted to share today. Me and Philip wanted to share from our hearts was just, you know, give Joseph a bone, just like give him a little hand clap and, um, we can just be thankful for Mary and Joseph and the example that they give us as parents today. And so we hope you have an awesome next week and come back the next week or come back next Tuesday. And I am going to talk about um, just the birth of Jesus and some thoughts that I got from that and, and some thoughts that the pastor brought up today from the Mary Did You Know song that really touched my heart. Um, we're going through an Advent series at church and our pastor's like really been on it and really had some good, good thoughts about that. So I'm going to share those. So, you know what? We all have a whole latte life to live. So it's time to get out there and live it. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.